All right, here we are, Exalted, Princes of the Universe, Season 4, Episode 4, D? D. Um, it's me, Devin, and we have Nicole here, and we're doing the Majestic Solo Session. So, it's a little while after you guys returned from Yushan with Swan Dragon. Um, the other Circle members are off doing their own thing. What are you doing? First things first, I'm going to pause... Okay, yeah. So first things first, I'm going to um, use my gene my gene engineering. That's not that's not the word for it. Genesis. Genesis lab. Genesis. There we go. I'm going to use my Genesis lab to create something. Um, oh yeah, I wanted to make it a fact of one day actually instead of actually um, like a drug or something. So I'm going to make um, basically in the spawning pits for the uh, dragon kings. I'm going to make it so that they're super hyper-fertile um, to help boost up their numbers. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I need anything special for that, but it sounds pretty easy. No, that's sorcery and you have the resources for it. So, yeah, you can easily add that function into the mass itself. Excellent. Uh, yes, that'll take time to mature and pay off, basically. Yeah. But, yeah, in short notice, you can basically set up the mass, the little, uh, the mass is, like, there's more than one mass in the city. Yeah. So the mass is around the Dragon King areas are basically good to go now. Excellent. Just gonna pause real quick. Okay, so yes, you're able to realign those nances, and that is good. Dragon Kings love that. Alright, um, anything else you want to do in one May that's small scale ish? Um, no, I can't really think of anything. Um, there's probably small shit I'm doing on the side, but like I can't think of anything specific right now. Okay. Um, what I am going to do is I'm going to grab Shockwave. And crap, pilot, slum mongrel, uh, slum mongrel, and like old people that I know. That's not nightman, like really old people, like um, Optimus Prime. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Denosaur. It's mine now. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go do that. You want to take Denosaur, the city of the golems? Yeah. All right. And well. I can't go inside it because it makes you crazy. So I'm gonna make um, little basically golems to go in there for me. Alright, solid plan. So, uh, Shockwave basically does trade routes between a lot of the south um, and between the Autocathonian cities, so it'll take a few weeks for her to drop by, and eventually she will. Uh, how do you want to approach her and Righteous Awful Solution? Um, there is a bunch of stuff in Dinosaur that would be very helpful to us. Also, I'm sure I have my own stuff there too. So let's go take it. I'm gonna, you know, probably tell Shockwave that I'm working on that old project, but I'm not gonna tell that to anyone else. Okay. Then, yes, they will accompany you. Awesome. Slumonger really doesn't have anything to do with his life. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Denisor, uh, back in the first age, it was known as the City of Hollow. Um, it was the, uh, Crafting and artisan and art mecca of the first age. Uh, basically, anyone who was anyone uh, was part of Denensor and was producing their goods there. Like mortal, terrestrial, celestial exalts. Everyone there, basically, uh, who was the best of the best would flock. And, like, you know, I think one of the examples I gave is that jewelry from Denensor would cost a thousand times more for a solar from Denensor than it would be for anyone else. Because you could call that kind of quality just from the, 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 the craftsmanship there and just the name itself. 
Kind of like a brand name, like my armor. It was actually fairly brand name, but it also had like results to back it up. Yeah. Dinosaur was, was a weird place that kept producing. It wasn't a heavy military either. Uh, it was mostly like art. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it boasts a full complement of the most advanced factory cathedrals in creation at the time. Uh, other solar twilights and like celestial exalts would rent those places out for projects. Um, they had competitions and grants and just a lot of stuff going on. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, the golems. Uh, the entire city is patrolled and defended by automatons, and they would have contests on who could build the best, and no matter who won, they kept donating them to the city as part of its defense network. Right. So that place is just lousy with them. <laughs> and most of them are basically still active. Uh, Slumongrel is able to confirm for you that even after the Deliberate fell, and the Shogunate took over, the Shogunate kept the entire defense system intact, and the golems were still, like, the police force. Uh, does he know anything about the crazy aura? Like, was that around when he was around? Nope. Hmm. Like, the conta- he, he went into stasis when the contagion was starting to really take hold, but, uh, you know, Denosaur is fairly inland. Does anyone else, uh, know about that? Because they were around, well, not Optimus Solution, and not... None of these um, three people are, actually. Yeah. They know anything about it. The only one who was super active was probably Nightman. Yeah, I'm gonna ask him, actually, if he knows... Like, he really doesn't... He never tried to take back Denensor. People couldn't get in, and it was a like, nightmare. Just one day, all of a sudden, like, no one knew what happened? He wasn't anywhere near the east when whatever went down, but from third-hand accounts, uh, there was some sort of calamity in the city. Mm-hmm. And, like, a curse befell it. Okay. Uh, and then whoever the survivors were that escaped died from contagion. Makes sense. It was fairly virulent. Okay. Um... So Denosaur is actually really close to Rathus. It's only three large squares away. Oh. Yeah. So I don't know what that means for time, but if you're taking Shockwave, um, yeah, it won't take any time at all. Excellent. Yeah. It's a straight line. Yeah. You know, and I have about, time. Yeah, you don't have to worry about being intercepted. So yeah, you guys gather materials and load them onto Shockwave. She has laboratory facilities built into her city structure. As she is integrated into the uh, um, Supreme Omega weapon uh, directional titan, in itself being a floating city war fortress. Alright. Flight is uneventful. Uh, no one intercepts or tries to stop you, um, the old I mean, man. Who would they? Like, right? Who would How would they even get onto the ship? <laughs> yeah. Like, what would they do? Fly on a jetpack? <laughs> and yes, you eventually arrive to the outskirts of Denensor. I think you have to stay a couple miles outside of it uh, to be at the absolute safe distance. Uh, the Nensor itself, giant walled city, obvious first stage construction. Everything seems to be in perfect working order and pristine condition. Uh, you know, it looks like uh, it looks palatial from where you are. It used to have like ten million artisans in it. Uh, I always picture it having like this like purple cloud around it. But yeah, it would it would just look normal. Yeah, eerily quiet. Nothing living lives in Denosaur. Like, there are no living things in there. Plants, but no animals. No spirits either. Oh, wow. And it's a wasteland. That's actually crazy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, giant towers that climb to the sky, uh, mantis that aren't, you know, tethered to the ground that are floating above in crystal palaces. Uh, you can see, like, the, sh- the hulking shoulders of a, t- of a particularly large uh, golem, you know, almost as big as, like, the city's tallest towers just in the background. You know, sessile, unmoving. Uh, and there's probably a few miles of uh, outcroppings built outside of the city. 
basically entire artisan communes and uh, hotels and uh, an entire, you know, second tier industry was built around Denonstore for people who couldn't get work in the, in the city proper. Um, the city still flies flags of the uh, showman. I mean, we take them down. Yeah. Um, we should circle the city and see if, uh, like, basically circle around the outside and also, like, over and see if there's anything that looks like my signs. You know, very, like, aztec Mayan type structures. Although I, I, people imitate me a lot, but I mean, I can probably tell the difference. Alright, uh, instead of the shock we've taken herself overhand, she just launches drones into there. Yeah. Just a large cluster of them. Um, but a lot of them look like, um, laser beak. Right. Her familiar. Uh, yeah, Codlin goes through and gathers basic information about the structure of the city and its quality. Uh, all of its manses are still capped and still providing essence to the area. Uh, all of the fence grids and all of the uh, first, second, and third uh, tier power systems are still running. Uh, some of the manufacturing facilities are still manufacturing. There was a fair amount of stock in a lot of these places, so slowly but surely, the Athenos are still pumping out material. <clears throat> That's crazy. Um... Uh, yeah, golems everywhere. Every make and design uh, from every time period. Uh, a lot of those drones get killed. Makes sense. Basically, when they stand around the area too long, one of the golems will come online and will either capture it, like take, like grab it in its hand, or shoot it down. Uh, yeah. A lot of manses. Uh, you recognize some of the factory cathedrals. One of them looks like it might have been something you designed. Um, yeah. It's all here. Okay. Um, is there any one place that has more destruction? Or, like, any destruction? Or one place that seems, like, more heavily guarded or whatever? Um, best accounts that you were able to get from Nightman and just historians and stuff is that whatever the miasma is, um, people have been tracking kind of the, the ebb and flow of it, the, the, the kind of range of the madness, and Shockwave has much more owned instruments. Yeah. And the service itself seems to be centered on uh, the central mance for Denisor, like the, the palaces of the, of the Daimyo, where the dragon-blooded administer for the deliberative would administer the city for the solars who owned it. Okay. <clears throat> Can I think of anything that might cause this kind of madness? I think the wild sometimes can cause mental mutations instead of physical ones, but... This erodes the human spirit. Yeah, and there's no, like, spirits in there either, which is super strange. So. Yeah. Some of the drones, like, start... Like, because the drones are familiar, some of them start to malfunction after being there too long and have to be pulled back. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, Shawgrave's like, yeah, no, we're not getting close to this. <laughs> That's not happening. Alright, um... You want to spend a few weeks and just investigating Denisor, like just yeah. taking readings. Definitely, and like um, they shoot down the drones, which is interesting. Yeah, not immediately. Like it's not a you know a drop a penny defense system. It's if something moving that isn't from Denisor is in the area too long, as far as you can tell from the familiars that are being sent out. One of the golems inevitably comes online and attacks and destroys it. Was it no fits from Denisor? Oh shit! Shockwave, you and. Optimus, probably no. What? Oh, you're like, oh, there's, uh, there's, there's a link mind in Denensor plugged into the manse. All the golems are connected to a hive mind, like one intelligence that directs them. Interesting. I wonder if that's why everyone goes crazy, because it tries to make them be part of the world. Hmm. Uh, shockwave. Possibly, but this goes far beyond the capabilities of an animated intelligence. Though it would explain why the defense system is fairly robust. The golems probably have a... The, the, the mind itself probably has a fair catalog of what is in Denensor and what is not. That makes sense. All right. 
Shockwave pulls up like some images because she's been gathering a lot of information. Yeah. Uh, one of the Athenors, like um, like a fire aspected manse uh, on in one of the quarters, uh, it's still running hot and still has like Or Chalpin being fed into it and like has like huge stockpiles of gold that are using sun lenses to focus it into Or Chalpin. And yeah, every year you're there for maybe two months. Uh, about every week, this thing pumps out a new brass legionnaire. Nice. A man-sized brass uh, automaton that has uh, limited independence um, that, you know, they've been able to tell they're kind of hooked into the same system, but it just joins the ranks. How many of them are there? Thousands. Yeah. Like this place has tens of thousands that. of golems. Insane. Okay. Um, Some of them look like they're a lot more worn down, but this is all sorcery and artifice from the first age, so yeah. it's fairly robust. All right. Um... I can't think of anything else, like, that, unless there's more information I can get, like... Uh, analyzing the madness, do you, like, capture people and send them in? Or, I don't know, pay adventurers? Uh, that seems really bad. Uh, I just, like, send, like, an animal in? Because they go crazy, too. Yeah, but you wouldn't get as much data, and you wouldn't be able to kind of track their whatever. Basically, if you're trying to build a defense system, you're going to have to keep iterating different prototypes and testing them on evil. Righteous Awesome Lucian puts his hand on your shoulder... And looks you sternly in the face and says, The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, lawgiver. There's another famous quote by the same guy that says something about no innocent lives shall be lost. Didn't like... Spock never said that. What? That was a Spock quote he gave you. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder it doesn't sound like him. (laughs) Sure that they'll be rewarded in reincarnation by servicing the lawgivers. (laughs) <laughs> My god. <laughs> You're the one that used that word. Whatever, Nicole. You're a child. So, I don't want to do that. That's super bad. What? Put out a call, pay adventurers, outfit them with defensive armor and weapons, and send them on in to try and take Denensor? But I know for a fact that they're not going to make it. But you're trying to make a defense for it. Like, maybe I can fix them? I'm pretty... I can probably... I can probably fix it. Actually, that's, that's a good point, Majestic. Thank you, Majestic. Oh, they're buried? <laughs> yeah. I thought the whole point of you being here was to fix Denensor. That way, that way you can just loot at your leisure. Oh, yeah, I'm going to fix Denensor, but I don't know if I can fix people that have already been, like, crazy by it. Yeah. But, I, you know, the Majestic would totally be like, be like, oh, wait, I can fix it anyways. I, I'm me. Of course I can fix it. So, actually, yes. Is it arrogance <laughs> if it's true? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna do that. All right. About a year's worth of adventurers go through the meat grinder. <laughs> From your palace above Denensor, you look down as the, <laughs> as the who's an adventure Betville. Uh, okay, that miasma is tricky. Uh, nothing you're able to devise seems to be able to counteract or uh, push it off. Now, augmenting the people you're sending in with sorcery, that actually kind of helps. Uh, if you're able to bolster their will and kind of insulate their soul, it takes longer for them to go completely tasty crazy. After about a year's worth of work, they're able to actually get in, because no one's been able to loot the perimeter. Like, the perimeter of cities, like the, the little encampments and tent cities and small little, like, prefabricated houses they set up outside the walls of Denensor during the first stage of the Shogunat, that's as far as anyone's ever gotten to loot. That's where a lot of the good stuff has been coming from. Like, tools and stuff from workshops selling at a premium. So, uh, you're able to actually get them into the city proper eventually. I have a question. What happens if I get a soul-drained person to go in? Oh, they just lie down and die. Do they actually die? 
Yeah, they just stop moving and just wait for themselves to die. Oh, okay. Or like hit their head against a wall hard enough. I thought I thought maybe it it, it did the opposite. I thought maybe like because they were already empty, it would be like the blank slate, so they would just be able to walk in. No, it just withers them down until they cease wanting to live. Their soul breaks off their body and goes into Leth. That's sad. Oh, and then whatever the field is erodes the unsoul that causes hungry ghosts to come up, and they don't even raise. That's probably for the best. Yeah, there's no ghosts here. There's nothing here. I'm assuming, meanwhile, you're also sending, like, you know, piloted drones. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, just letting the adventurers go in and just doing preliminary research. Uh, yeah. The, the golems in the city are fairly adversarial. Does uh, there seem to be any way to, like... Like, if I send one in that kind of looks like them, does it get further, or, like, does it not make a difference? Uh, I think you start trying that near the end of the year, basically. Yeah. And that, that's showing some results, but uh, whatever the, the, the animated intelligence, the, the, the link mind that's piloting the golems, after a while when it sees a golem moving, it's like, I'm not piloting that, and it destroys it. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I figured. I was just wondering, like, if it would make, like, some progress. So that's interesting. Staying out of sight of the golem seems to be where its eyes are. Okay, so there's not, like, security cameras that it sees to like, the... There are little drones here and there, like, flying birds and stuff. But everything here isn't, like, standard security. It's all, like, you know, there's a menagerie of thousands and thousands of toucans that are made of brass and silver. There's, you know, an entire flock of ladybugs. Each one of them has a... are, you know, built to be tiny little robots, like, from tiny... The tiniest springs and cogs. And it's using those. Okay. So yeah, I guess I'll just um, get some drone, some golem. Probably want it to be small then, because avoiding being seen is important. Um, it probably also would need like tools and shit though. So it probably has like a compartment that would like fold out arms when it gets to somewhere it needs to be. Shockwave brings up uh, some first aid schematics for a clockwork efficiency servitor. Uh, it's basically a uh, complete recreation of a man uh, made out of machinery and magitech. Uh, they can replicate themselves. Like they, oh, they have enough tools built inside them. They can build more and catalyze their essence engines. Neat. Uh, and they have uh, free thought. Wouldn't we not want them to have free thought? Shockwave and you, know, I guess, debate this. It's like, well, they being an artificial mind, it won't run off the virtues of creation, as all uh, automatons are tied into the same uh, fundamental base virtue programming uh, drive transmission. You know, there, there's basically four or five virtues that are robotic in nature that these things follow, like the three laws of robotics, but, you know, how to be most efficient, how to be unobtrusive, how to serve your, how to uh, not harm your master, how to know when to take action and be independent, and just basically bounce between those four. Interesting. So, hmm, very interesting. I guess, I guess then, see if that works. I also want to be, like, watching, though. Well, you're going to be the one building it. No, I mean, like, from inside of it. Yeah, not, like, supply, not literally inside of it, but... You can supply it with a drone, basically, to over-the-camera it. Or if you see through the Yeah, but if it gets damaged, you'll be able to see what happens to it. Oh, yeah. Rather than it being destroyed and you losing the connection. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. Over the course of probably a week, you carefully uh, put a bunch of effort into putting together a Artifact 5 version of a Clockwork Efficiency Servitor, uh, and just kind of, boop, catalyze its uh, intelligence. It, uh, you know, it's basically dumb because you need to teach it. Right. Um, like, it basically runs off programming until it starts to make its own kind of connections and its own kind of individual thoughts. Okay. I guess I'll teach it whatever it would need to know for this, but... You gonna give it a name? No. 
Shockwing is like, I think we should call it first. Very well. <laughs> it's like me, but it's not. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, I guess for I guess this time Righteous Optimal Solutions has been like talking to the mortals that you've been saying in and giving them speeches and invigorating them and giving sermons about the lawgivers and your rewards. That both both physical and material. Countess on my shoulders watching. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's been about a year. Countess is getting a bit too chunky to be on your shoulders anymore. Aww. Now she's more like a purse dog. <laughs> like you, you have a majestic tote bag. And all of a sudden a little neck will snake out and snap at someone. <laughs> Pull off a, fl- a hunk of flesh with her little fish grabbing teeth. <laughs> Pterodactyls had um, pointy uh, knitting needle knives for teeth. So when they grab fish, they just rip entire strips off of their body and the fish would die and then come back for more. Awesome. Dick bags. <laughs> okay. Uh, Alright, you send first in. G G G G. Alright, it is going through uh, the little tent city. Do you want to investigate anything? Should I investigate anything, Lawgiver? Creator? No. Okay. Shotgun arch right there. Where's it going? To the middle. Uh, you know, keeping out of sight, obviously. Alright, uh, it gets through, like, the first... Oh, it gets through the walls, and yeah, there's, like, two giant bones there on standby, just, like, all powered down. Yeah, it's trying to move stealthy and stuff. Uh, I'm pretty good at this. It's probably going to get by these guys fairly well. Awesome. Um, yeah, it just starts taking to, like, buildings and stuff, climbing up them and going from rooftop to rooftop, trying to stay low to the ground. Uh, eventually, uh, there is a patrol of brass legionnaires, about 30 of them. Should I engage, creator? No. Definitely not. Stay hidden. Alright, it looks around the workshop it's in, and just moves up against the wall and goes uh, stiff, and just waits for, like, the, the legionnaires to walk by and inspect, like, the different robots, and then leaves. Does that just work? Yeah, looks like it's powered down. It's glorious. There are a lot of, like, you know, just powered down things yeah, here. That, that makes sense. Okay, that's awesome. All right, once they're go, once they're going by, keep moving. All right, uh, it eventually gets into the middle ring, um, and it looks like the gates to the middle walls of the city have been unlocked down. Uh, there's, oh god, the bodies are still here. This place is full of skeletons that have been preserved. Skeletons, though, not like corpses. Yeah, skeletons, like mummified remains. Uh, looks like people were fleeing from the center of the city, and uh, the, wall, the, the the gates went down, and people were like trying to crawl over and stuff. Oh, interesting. How tall are the gates? Uh, I don't know. Twenty-five floors. Really big. Yeah. Um. They have airship I, docks built into them and stuff. My has little vents so it could crawl through. Also, this is a city, so it probably has plumbing. Um, plumbing exists, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. This would probably go under the walls, or it might not. Depending. I mean, if I was going to build a city, I would probably not have the plumbing connected so that people couldn't do exactly what I'm doing right now. Um, but let's see if that, if they were smart enough for that. <laughs> Shockwave, uh, everyone you have here has no idea how the sewers are designed. They don't have schematics for that. Yeah, like, why would they, right? Actually, Slumog was like, actually... Ah, there we go, like, criminal bud. We used, to, we used to smuggle tools out of the city, sell them on the market... Excellent. All right. So it looks like that's an option. Slumongrel gives a pretty detailed, uh, like, <laughs> what? I love that. He's like, just knows. Yeah, he gives, like, a little detailed, like, 
uh, thieves map of like where drop points were and stuff that he kind of remembers not very well. And he's like, yeah, okay. So he, he started kind of starts guiding first. First heads to like a uh, mailbox that you can tell shouldn't be there. And uh, when he opens up the top of it where like the post would go, it leads directly into a sewer grate. <laughs> All right. And he just climbs on in. Excellent. Sewers are large, clad in ceramic, steel, and jade. Um, they look clean. There's plant growing through here. There's a fair amount of overgrowth in the city well, as well, but uh, there's not, like, refuse or, like, sludgy water. The water that does run through here look at, looks like it's being purified by the geomancy of the place. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, maybe. I guess it's more of, like, an aqueduct that is, like, a plumbing system. Yeah. So yeah, uh, he makes a few guides first as best he can from his mind, and after a few misturns, where he ends, actually ends up in a thieves' cachet, where there's like a bunch of dead people just like mummified <laughs> in like around a table and stuff. Uh, he eventually makes his way to the other side of the gate, to the middle part of the city, or the, the second section. Excellent. Is there? Has he seen any trolls down here? No. Ah, oh, sweet, awesome. <laughs> you should keep going, then. Okay, uh, he keeps going and patrol and starts hiding behind a uh, tower nearby. Uh, and when he starts to move away from it, the light at the top of the tower's manse uh, furls open like a flower and looks down because the tower itself is a golem and fries him. Shit! In the sewer, there's like a tower below? No, when he gets up top to the middle ring section. Reload at last save point. Second. <laughs> <laughs> Second is around now, a couple weeks later. Shockwave is like, perhaps we give this one cloaking technology? That sounds like we should have done that to Yes. Wow. First, there's a first time for everything. <laughs> Alright, second. Sleeker model. Lightweight. Cloaking system. Stealths by the guards. Gets into the sewer system. Goes up. So doesn't go near the flower tower golem thing. <laughs> uh, and starts going through the manufacturing district. So, lakes of molten steel that are still hot, uh, funneling through different channels uh, and pushing resources through with, like, baffles inside the uh, lake itself. Uh, he keeps to those and keeps moving along through the blacksmithy areas. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of factories and, like, you know, it looks like open artisan smiths. This looks like a glass works, actually. Looks like they're actually taking molten glass and then that's what they were making here. A lot of really delicate tools and statues. Uh, more brass legionnaires start coming by. And he hides in one of the glass workshops. Excellent. I'm picturing him, like, holding up, like, a, like a yeah. glass something. Just like... <laughs> Legionnaires pass, and as uh, second continues down, a tendril comes out of the molten lake of glass, uh, clad in red jade, and grabs him by the leg and drags him in. <laughs> Shit. Okay. I think we're just going to keep doing this. Gonna brute force it? Yeah, I think I'm just gonna keep... Unless they get, like, more aggressive about the security because I've been sending people in. Which, I mean, they might. But if they don't, I'm just gonna keep doing it. I'm gonna learn where all the things hide, and I'm gonna just keep going. Oh my god, do you video game this? Yes! <laughs> I learn the patterns so I can go through. Alright, much like someone who plays I Wanna Be The Guy or Castlevania... Or any of those uh, Twitch Trigger 2D scrollers, <laughs> and start learning all the patterns. You lose the next five in, in the actual uh, first version of the city that you're able to get by before because the, the movements start changing, and just dumb mistakes. Uh, eventually, that sewer stops being usable for management, so you have to use other ones. Uh, 
it t- probably takes up to 50 seconds before you get into the middle. Yikes. Like, the third section. Yikes. And as soon as he gets in, uh, because this one is highly twitchy and paranoid, it looks down on its arm, and there's a small robotic ladybug there, and then there's more, and then there's more, and they all start going red, and he detonates. Jesus Christ! That Jesus. took a year. Okay. Hmm. Perhaps, perhaps, Lawgiver, if the next one were to have feet that had propulsion units on it that allowed it to hover, it would be able to get over the pit full of uh, whirling glass shards. No. We should give this next one more armored carapace so it could swim through the lava. What uh, What if you make the next one out of glass so it's see-through, so when it's in the lava, the lava crack and maintenance unit uh, won't see it and it'll get by unscathed? These are all really good ideas. Really good ideas. But how about we just build, like, hundreds of less competent things and just catapult them all to the center of the city? At least one has to make it. <laughs> right? So so is that a no on 53? Let's shelve 53 for now and try this. And if this doesn't work, then we'll keep going. Because it takes them a while to act, to, to, like, you know, notice. And there doesn't seem to be a force field or anything, so... Hundreds of little guys. Like just man-sized, like, skeleton bots? Yeah, essentially. And just, like, hundreds of them. Just like, oh! Everyone's kind of quiet. All right. All right. All right. why not. So instead of using Orchalcum or the magical materials, you guys oh, use, yeah. like, you guys use, like, bronze, you know, some some iron here and there. You use Shockwave sends out it, one of its larger drones to go and start coring out a mountain nearby. Little mining village. The lawgivers need these resources. One may welcomes you. <laughs> Gate sends them all on with a laser beam, like a ray gun that looks like it's disintegrating and leaving clothes behind. And just sends them to one may in a bathhouse to clean off the filth of them, their filth. Uh-huh. Um. All right. You also, may... when we do this, probably I get they all die right away, whatever. But assuming. At least a couple of them stay alive for a little bit. More information. That's always good. You put together like a thousand of these. Awesome. Very bare bones. You know, very, very simple animation systems. And and Shockwave just loads up one of her directional cannons, aims it at the center of the city, and just fires them. Fires all of them. Their own little, like, breakaway pods. They just rain down on the city. The city starts making siren sounds. Yeah. Skelebots are walking around everywhere getting crushed by golems. You know, defenses are melting them by the dozens. This would be pretty gruesome if there was blood. Right? We can get away with the PG rating because it's robots. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, keeping track of the vision because you have that charm instead of shockwave and it's like internalized because she's, you know, a municipal scale entity. Yeah. You can see like all the screens for them as they're melting. <laughs> they're like picking up very basic like crossbows and stuff and shooting at the golems and stuff. You know, making a distraction. A lot of them have like firework wands so that they look bigger than they actually are to like draw <laughs> the golems' attention away from the other ones. Nice. Uh, yeah, maybe about a hundred make it to the middle part uh, just from weight of numbers. Excellent. 10%. They're getting cut down pretty fast, though. Uh, a lot of the bigger, bulkier mountain-shaped golems, like the ones that are the crudest, uh, they move like water and are just fast and pulling them by the dozen. Uh, some of these skyship towers and like the parapets on the different walls start raising up around the city, <laughs> and large uh, red and green essence uh, discs start priming along it. 
Shaka's like, I'm detecting a weapon system priming. Yes, we should probably move to a safer distance. Ra- raising us in screens. Yes. The, uh, the city starts shooting Shockwave. Oh, oh. <laughs> too much aggro. Yeah. Uh, Central Tower from one of the more um, cruder-looking industrial complexes, which you guys know was where they took uh, behemoth parts and, like, were building behemoth killing weapons out of them and stuff. So it's, like, a fairly, you know, a fairly hardcore industry. Uh, its factory uh, floor opens up, uh, like, its hangar, and a large harpoon uh, with an orichalcum-tipped spear rises out and starts aiming at Shockwave. Can we move faster? Shockwave starts moving faster. <laughs> yeah. We're able to get out of range before they uh, harpoon Shockwave and drag her in to be harvested. Good. That would be really bad. Right? Any other news on this adventure? Any other more information we gain? Uh, you're able to get closer. You can see the Daimyo's Palace. It's still standing. Uh, a lot of overgrowth. Um, more compacted and more prized factory uh, systems inside the, the inner central... Uh, walled area. Uh, it looks like it's just full of trouble. Hmm. Can, like, a bunch of them draw out the ones that are inside? The ones that are outside are doing the job. How good are we at making them? The best there is. Right. So how many are, like, they reach the dynamos? Um... Yeah, they're being killed. There's not going to be much left after this. Like, they're being crushed by just all the defenses and all the golems. And they're fa- There's fast golems. There's, like, man-shaped ones that are built to be, like, personal service that have been co-opted to attack and destroy. Hmm. Alright, so on to 54. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, slow moment was like, what if, what if 53 is a bit bigger than the others, and when he, when he dies, 54 pops out of his stomach and keeps on going? I like this. I like this a lot. Russian doll this shit. Yeah. Amazing. You know, just fold it up into elsewhere. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Also hyper stealth. Alright, 54, uh, you're gonna send- 53 and 54. 53 and 54, you, you're gonna have to wait because the city's on, like, it, it's- Hyper defense now. Yeah. It's gonna take like, a year and a half for it to cool down. In that time, travelers that, it, like, there are just other people that are trying to sneak into Denensor because you've been there for so long, and they are getting slaughtered. Hmm. A year and a half goes by and Denensor finally lowers its alert rating. Okay. In that time, 53 and 54 have been trained for this mission. <laughs> Send them out to Nexus so they can get a sl- smattering of culture to learn what life is. <laughs> Call back in. Alright, 54 folds on up, goes inside of 53. 53 is ready to go. Awesome. Godspeed. kind of monstrous. Right? You're making them the thing. But they're not, like, things, so it's, everything's fine. <laughs> this pet is named Steve. Yeah. That's why I said we're not naming them. <laughs> we need a way to keep track. Exactly. That's why we're numbering them. All right. Okay. Uh, it gets into the middle ring uh, before the alert. The alert doesn't come back on, but one of the golems that basically settled down opens up and just crushes him like a fly swat. And, like... Just like all the others, it goes back and it goes sessile, and the fictional bursts out of the its back and unfolds and starts moving. And it makes it to the Daimyo's palace. It's in front of the palace. The palace is on lockdown. All the glass shields are. Assuming the sewer trick won't work. Hmm. I'm assuming that I'm assuming the sewer trick won't work. Daimyo's palace is a closed thing. 
Alright, it starts unfolding its tools and starts trying to cut its way into the blast shield. Okay. Almost there. Oh, like s- other ones on standby? Oh, a snake made of adamant shows up and eats it. Okay. Swallows it whole. Cut through some of the uh, door, though. Yeah. So we need the next ones to have better cutting tools. Shogun's like, the better cutting tools will, will displace some of its cloaking technology. What we need is a larger essence battery. A larger essence battery will require a larger frame, and the larger frame will mean, will mean we'll have to f- use more energy to fold into elsewhere. What if we make a bunch of small, like, I don't know, 55 to 60, and when they get close, they form up into 61? It's beautiful. I like it. <laughs> All these ideas I like, even if they don't work, I like it because it's fun to experiment. So yeah, let's do it. All right, you guys make six... Uh, knee-high versions of the robots you've been making that have their own little essence capacitors and stuff. And then you send them. It takes a little longer for them to actually walk their way to the city. <laughs> a little lava hunger, but they'll get there. It's going to take longer just because they're smaller. Yeah. And, yeah. Alright. Alright, they go different ways in and start navigating and, like, using each other to, like, pick each other up and stuff. And, like, <laughs> making chains. Adorable. Yeah. Uh, one of them's just, like, walking across, uh, a rope that's tying to, like, the flag to, like, the ground and stuff. Like, an old weathered, uh, sorcerously treated rope. Like, it's swinging, and then an actual, like, robot seagull lands on it. And it's just looking around, and he's, like, going, he, he, like, goes, like, like, you know, freezes up on the rope. And then just kind of slowly walks up to the bird and, like, crawls onto its back all stealth-like. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's beautiful. What happens? The bird takes off, and eventually he drops off and uses his essence cushion to uh, parachute down. That's a really good idea. Where does he drop him off? He drops him off in the middle, and eventually other ones show up. You lose one of them. But yeah, they all get together and start, like, hugging each other and, like, tessellating together into a... Almost all of number 60. Missing a hand. <laughs> it deploys a cutting tool from that uh, wrist area. Excellent. And it starts cutting its way through. <laughs> a much higher torque. Pulls that grating off. Snake shows up, uses the grating to shield itself from the snake's maw. Fuck you, snake! Shoots it a bit with its arm cannon. Alright, it crawls inside. It's in the Daimyo's uh, Mance. Excellent. Daimyo's Mance is gorgeous. Uh, first Age and Shogunate era architecture. It looks great. Uh, your essence readings you're getting from 60 are wrong, though. It should be a solar-aspected Mance, and it's clearly been Earth-aspected. They re-aspected it when they took over. Oops. Yeah, it's probably fucking with things. Yeah. Uh, Shockwave's like, in the years we've been here, I've decrypted a few databases I had access to. And it looks like the community mind is somewhere on the top floor behind a false wall. To gain access, we'll need the Daimyo's personal ring that makes him ruler of the city. It's an access card. I wonder if he died wearing it. (laughs) Where should you start investigating? Do we know anything about the kind of architecture this place was made after? Shogunate architecture. Any hints at where, like, um, like bedrooms would be? Probably the top floor at a penthouse. Like, even some of them like, that's just standard. Alright. I mean, unless they're having a fire, in which case that sucks. He heads up and finds a locked door. Starts cutting his way through. He opens the door. That's now that's been broken. He's in a room. There's a mummified daimyo at his desk. Excellent. He has a ring on. Any golems or whatever? None you can see. There's like little figurines on the desk. Suit of armor on an armor stand over there. Looks good. Holy things, though. What about the daimyo? 
mummified body. I know it wasn't an intentional dungeon, so I don't think there's there's a gold inside the dungeon. <laughs> gold inside his heart? Yeah. Oh no, kill the queen! Kill the queen! Um, okay. Maybe they should break apart. I think they should probably break apart at this point. Um, in case that armor or the figurines are actually golems. Alright, they start to disassemble and you lose connection with the head. What was above? A lantern opened up its... Uh, like its conch shell like lantern area into a robotic maw came down on its chain and bit off the head units crunching it up and retracted back into the ceiling. The other four uh, <laughs> uh, combiners uh, break down and scatter and, one, and they start like you know gunning it towards the daimyo's body. Right. The little jump jet packs and you know, grappling hook arms. Okay. Some of the fingerings come alive and start like picking up little tiny essence cannons. I start shooting at it. It's a small soldier scenario at this point. Seem to be getting smaller. You said they were knee height, and now they seem to be tiny. Yeah, there's knee high ones on the counter. I mean, the little guys combined. Yeah, they're knee high. Alright. Do any of them make it to the desk? Yes, they are able to fight off the forces of the counter. Excellent. Uh, and get to the daimyo's cool dead hand and pry that jade ring off his face. Absolutely. We know where the false wall might be? I mean, it might yes. be. Oh, excellent. Where is it? Uh, it's in a central audience chamber in the mask itself. Of course. So it's just probably one floor up from here in like a smaller area. Okay. Careful. <laughs> you have three left. Okay. Okay. Let's go. They grab a little miniature essence cannons from the dead. Oh, yeah. Golems. Definitely do that. That's a good idea. <laughs> That's some, uh,. Ready initiative you're taking there, number 60. Technically, it's 57, 58, 59. Simple. <laughs> That's a good hustle there, boys. Alright, they start moving away across uh, his room. They hit the staircases. They start going up the stairs. Uh, an actual full-sized automaton starts coming down the stairs with a mace. Do they, like, go in the nook of one of the, stair- the stairs? Like, where the stairs are, like... No, the L shape. Do they like either? One starts drawing its fu- drawing its fire, while the other two try to go around and under its feet and like you know use size against it. Uh, you're gonna lose one of them. Smash! And the other two are just going to uh, like trip it up with their grappling hooks, uh, AT-AT style, and make it fall down the steps. I salute you and your noble sacrifice. All right, fifteen fifty nine. Make your way to the top floor. It is a large observation deck that has a central kind of inner. Cylindrical wall, so it's like a lighthouse almost. And they take the Davio's ring, the two of them, and they click it against the wall. And the wall tessellates down like a transformer. Okay, good. I was worried they wouldn't be tall enough. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, they have little grappling hooks and stuff, but oh my god. Alright. Alright, there is. Uh, oh, sure. Anyway, the uh, walls melt away, revealing a lift. Excellent. They get on? They get on. The lift doesn't go down. Where are these buttons? There are none. Do they like, just tap the ring to something? They start doing that. It's not working. How does this work? They start investigating and shockwave and you take a look. It has a weight trigger. <laughs> of all the things! Alright, I guess they just need to use the little grappling hooks to... Dragging that guy that they tripped. Oh, he at the bottom of the stairs. It's really hard. 
The eternity in me seeks time. Maybe something that's not at the, bo- at the bottom of the stairs. What's on this level that they can drag in? Just, just their little grappling hooks and, you know, teamwork. Just drag a bunch of stuff into the elevator. There's a... Uh... Oh, shit, there's a bird drone. It's flying on in. Okay. It's gone into a dive bomb. No! Shoot it! Shoot it! They're shooting it. <laughs> they're able to they're able to disable it, but it's like gonna crash into there and cause a little explosion. Dog for cover! Alright, you got one left and a bunch of smoking marine debris. Well, throw that debris and the corpse of your brother into the elevator. <laughs> As they're jumping up and down. <laughs> See if that'll work. Alright, it works. Yay! Alright. The lift starts taking 59 down. Alright. Eventually, the larger door to the lift opens up, and he's inside a large room sculpted from adamant and essence crystals. There's a pond um, around an island in the middle of the room. The pond has koi fish that are still alive and are growing really healthy and stuff. And it's all relaxy and shit. And the island has a little bridge connecting it to the main part of the room. And on it is a large, thorny-looking crystal that is the Legion Mind. Is that what's making people crazy? Oh! What? What? Fuck! Oh! Jesus Christ. Listeners, an enormous moth just rose up in front of us. <laughs> like, the way moths do all slow light, it just kind of rose up by Nicole's head about the size of my fist. <laughs> that really startled me. It did. Especially your reaction. It was startling. I thought it was a bee. <laughs> That's a big fucking bee. Yeah, that's why I was startled. <laughs> Alright, well, it looks like it's on the it's on the roof now, and it's fine, so that's good. Moss, moss are fine. Yeah. I don't know where the fuck it came from, but whatever. I guess it... How would it? We keep the windows closed because of all the heat. The windows have been open all night. Fair enough. No, it's not what's causing people to be crazy. It's just causing the defense system to be up. Right. Um, what is it? How does it... How does it work? Does it have, like, lasers that'll kill this little guy? No, but there are golems in this room in pods that are opening up. Uh, he should hide. Where? Oh. This whole room it can see in. Uh, um, is it the water? I don't know. Probably see through water. I mean, see through. <laughs> How fast is it? Can it go really fast? It's, it's pretty fast. Not not super fast. Can it's it, like, as fast as a person. get to the middle of the room before... Any of the other guys get to it? Like, they're turning on. What would you want it to do? Self-destruct. I want to destroy the mind? What if all the robots go crazy? Would they, though? I mean, wouldn't they just kind of stop being dicks? Is that what you think, or is that what you hope? Both? (laughs) I mean, why would they keep attacking? This is the guy that... They wouldn't get any more orders to not to stand down. But they wouldn't get any more orders to attack, either. They have pre-programmed directives inside of them that the linked mind just takes control of. Uh. It's a remote control. Could just like go inside the crystal. What's the crystal? Like? Solid crystal. It's like a little thorn-shaped kind of pillar. Can you just like go on it anyways? Because then they're not going to shoot it because it's on. It's just going to reach and pick it up. Crush it. Uh, Shahu's like, it should get back on the elevator. Yeah. So the key doesn't get locked down there. Oh, uh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> All right, so it backs up. It just keeps jumping again until the elevator starts to lift back up. <laughs> okay. All right, oh. it's up at the top floor. A full-grown golem is there and shoots it. Fuck. Ding, ding, ding. 
Where'd it go? It's over there, right? In a pile of debris. Hopefully their maids don't get here too often. <laughs> <laughs> um, and thus ends the story of 60. Noble soul. Alright, alright. So it seems like the combiners are a good idea. A really good idea. And we basically have everything figured out. But now they know that we had gotten to the center room, so they're probably going to be on alert again. Can we just, uh, just do it again? Like, hmm. Hmm. I'll just solution things. Why not launch me into the uh, central ring? We have the path opened up. There should be no time between us getting there and disabling the uh, link mind. How are we going to disable it, Devin? Do I, do, I, do I know how to figure that out? Yeah, you guys can, can kind of figure it out. Optimal solution of anything can just override it or use sorcery to turn it off. Okay, and... He'll dispel it until it's like, boom, and that'll cause it a hard reset. Okay, and he's really mentally fortitude. Yeah. So he's probably okay with that. We'll, like, boost him however we can beforehand. Yeah, he'll get his charms uh, slotted out for what he needs. Makes sense, I forgot they could do that. Yeah, um, Shockwave has a full VAT facility here with a charm database. Okay. Sounds like it might be a plan. I don't really want to risk him, but it doesn't sound... Oh, because we're not turning off the crazy maker. We're just turning off the thing. Now we'll have to be the solution to the crazy maker. Yeah, but if this place doesn't have a defense system up, he can leave. Oh, right. Durr. Okay. We'll see if we figure out a way to like make him like, report back to us a bit. He has a charm link. A oh. shockwave. Okay. Alright, I guess, I guess that's what we're doing. Alright. Uh... I mean, he's a good fighter, presumably, too, so... So, Auto Solution refits his charms, gets inside one of Shockwave's carriers, which goes in a large arc above uh, Denensor, and just opens its cargo bay, he just falls out, like, parachuter-style, uh, directly into the middle of Denensor, and just kind of directs himself with his essence jets, and goes into a dive bomb. Uh, he crashes down faster than the defenses can shoot at him, uh, and just smashes into the roof of the Daimyo's palace, into the elevator, straight down into the bottom floor. Okay. Uh, he gets up, and like the, the shell that is around him folds back into back armor he has, and he goes kind of like a riot shield. Uh, and he just starts going to town on these robots in the, uh, the crystal room. Okay. Arm cannon, uh, a large flaming uh, red jade and molten ore chalcum axe that he's just carving them up with, uh, sorcery. Uh, takes maybe ten rounds for him to just completely dismantle these defenses. Uh, then sorcery pods deploy from his back, and he just starts uh, doing Celestial Circle um, dispelling on it. It just fires an anti-essence burst up the entire uh, thing. Uh, the whole crystal just powers down, and you can tell that all of the different goals that have been moving uh, go sessile and go dormant. Excellent. Auto Solution then uh, goes to the elevator shaft, makes his way up, and uh, just starts walking straight out of town. Okay. Any glitches on his way out? Um, he's reporting like like having problems. I'm not glitches, just you know, an oppressive, horrible atmosphere. Okay. Do we have any idea what's causing that? Though? I've never experienced anything like it, Lawgiver. All I knew is that the only chance of survival was to leave that place, deep within my central core. My very spark of being told me this. <laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> huh. Huh. So, Dinosaur's defenses have been turned off. It's still a death trap. What do you mean? There's a small population of columns that are defective. 
Um, like they would have been dealt with by the rest of the security system as long as they didn't damage anything or try to loot anything, but they'll still be patrolling and you got the miasma. Miasma is the real problem. Mm-hmm. Can we like now that Optimus is in there, he's really like mentally he's really smart as well. Um if he like shares the experiences with us and like describes it, we would get a better handle on what the hell it could be, what kind of thing would be causing it. Alright, so it's some sort of aura of dread that strips away willpower. Right. So, that's not fair, folk. They eat passion. Mm-hmm. And that's not being a ghost. Well, fair folk eat dreams and ghosts uh, consume passion. Is this like something. So, your free will. No. Or... Like your will to live? Ennui? Uh, dread? Terror? Existentialism? It's hard to pin down when we do that. I'm going through my roster of, like, what exists, and I'm like, well, it's not going to be the Underworld bits, because they are all about ghosts. So Plus, yeah, there's ghosts. there's no shadow in there. Yeah. Um, and if it's not the... Infernals? Abysses? Infernals are hell. Abyssals are death. Death Knights and Green Sun Princes, Nicole. Whichever ones are all about the void. Abyssals. Death Knights. Yeah. It's not that. It seems like it could be. Um, just due to the fact that it's like a racing life stuff. Um, Based on the feelings you've gotten from Awful Solution and all those adventurers you sent in, all those scavenger lords, which is the term for that kind of adventurer, uh, it looks like it was more concentrated at the center of the Diamond's Palace because it was affecting Optimal Solution way more than it was affecting those Schmo adventurers on the outskirts of town. And Optimal Solution has just you know more fortified than they were. Like, it was getting to him quicker than it was them on the outskirts. They had hours. He, he was starting to feel the effects immediately, he reports. Okay. Um, can we just send a mindless? Oh, wait, because if it's mindless, it will be able to sense where it's coming from. Shall we begin the commission of 61? <laughs> I suppose we will. Although it doesn't need to be, um... Quite as, uh, I want to be the guy survival-y. Yeah, it needs to be more being able to sense and, um, see stuff. And perceptions of stuff. Like an explorer? Yeah. Alright. So you had some scouts, you had survivalists, and you had an explorer. Yes. Search and retrieve. Alright, 61 is done. Send him in. Why am I called 61, creator? What meaning does that hat name have? There was another who came before you. God damn it, Nicole! <laughs> <laughs> what? Why was he named 60? There wasn't another that came before him. Oh. Oh. Uh, 61 realizes that it's, uh, it, it, there aren't 60 others of him. Not anymore. <laughs> Alright, he heads in investigating. Okay. Um, yeah, a lot of the factory features are starting to, are starting to cycle down without uh, direction from the Overmind. Okay. So they're starting to go cold and stuff, or starting to like begin uh, the process of like storing their materials and going into sleep mode. Um, Will that really fuck stuff up? Not really. Okay. It's just, I know like iron stuff gets really bad. It gets it's cold. it's taking precautions to turn those into ingots okay. and like slugs, like large cylinders and stores in like you know bunkers and stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, it gets to the Daimyo's palace. The defenses are down. The um. It's able to get back into the room where the mind is, and 
Ooh, Shockwave actually is a good idea. Uh, not Shockwave, Solomon Girl has a good idea. Mm-hmm. Why, uh, why, why don't you guys go to the Daimyo's body and grab the Hearthstone that was probably on his body? Because that Hearthstone is probably attuned to this Mance. And that would give control of the Mance's defen- uh, systems. Yes. Definitely a good idea. Alright. Alright, the explorer goes up to the Daimyo's cold, dead corpse. A sign of a tiny battle uh, hours before, weeks before. A little battle. Small soldiers. <laughs> Archer, emissary of the Gorgonites. I love that. Right? Um, and yeah, the daimyo uh, had a hearthstone amulet around his neck with a large earth-aspected hearthstone uh, socketed into it. And the golem just yanks that out and starts walking out of town. Like, it could attune to it, but it's going to bring it back to you. Yeah. Um, Actually, you know, it stops. Because, like, then this doesn't help us. I can't go in there to do anything with it. They'll have to attune to it then to give commands. Yeah, exactly. All right, it socks it into the... Because all the uh, Cockroach Fishy servers actually have a sunburst panel on their chest, like the chest plate. And it has, like, uh, the center part is where an essence regulator is. It actually has a hearthstone socket to let it, like, charge up its internal batteries. So it plugs that in and attunes to the mats. Okay. Alright, it heads over to the Overmind and cycles it back on. Is there a way to... We have authorization codes now. Because you have the Hearthstone mm-hmm. that it's built into. Um, is there any way to, like, submit a query? Like, to have the AI we can talk to? Yeah, it is, and it's intelligent. It's just a little one uh, literal-minded at this point. You know, a couple hundred years in isolation, doing the same job over and over again. Right. Uh, but yeah, through it, you're able to ask basic inquiries. So what do you want to know? Um, and, like, it, it shuts down the lockdown and stuff across the, the Daimyo's Mance. Uh, what is causing the insanity? It doesn't know what you're talking about. It can't detect it. It runs off of transmission and uh, all those other uh, machine virtues. It wasn't built to be a spirit. It was built to be a machine mind. Okay, so... Which is fairly ingenious. Basically, I'm going to posit the question along the lines of... Um, basically... Get to show us all the schematics or whatever for the defense systems. It probably would be filed under defense systems. Uh, what would be filed under the defense systems? If the insanity thing is part of the defense system. Oh. Let me pause. Uh, just for your reference on how to deal with automaton, mm-hmm. they have reception, which is their version of compassion, which allows awareness of, as, of other sentient beings as any suitable for interface and collaborative labor. Mm-hmm. Transmission, the conviction equivalent. Uh, devotion to programming and lengths to which will go to fulfill its objectives. Stability, the temperance one, which determines overall integrity of programming and capacity to avoid deviation or distraction. Modifying its own subroutines as necessary to accommodate core imperatives. And power, the valor uh, alt- uh, alternative. It measures authorization to use literal or metaphorical force in fulfillment of duties. So just, you know, just so you know. That's kind of what they run off with. Okay. Um, let me change it. Um, there doesn't seem to be anything equivalent to what you're experiencing in any of the uh, records of what's been created in uh, Hollow. And it doesn't know anything about it either? People coming in and then acting crazy? Or like, what was the calamity that happened? Oh, uh, the administrator uh, sequestered himself in the vault under the mats. Uh, and began um, with a contingent of uh, security guards with it, like security drones, uh, and began uh, forcing the activation of several shuttered projects. Shuttered projects, okay. Sounds like where we want to go. 
Um, any information on those projects? Yeah, tons. Like, not super tons, but, you know, over overviews. Anything that sounds like it might uh, deal with the mines or anything like that? Uh, one of the projects, it looks like it's a prototype for um, uh, a gate system to be installed into the directional titans. Uh, one of the projects looks like it was a discontinued research into um, uh, wild shaping energy patterns into a controlled kind of power source. Looks like it's, it doesn't look like someone else was closing on uh, PSV work. And Does it look like my notes? No, it looks like someone else was coming to the same conclusions you were, but just didn't, not nearly as far. Like, not yeah, actual proofing. Right, not nearly as far. Yeah, not actual proofing <laughs> stages. It was more like a, a machine that could basically replicate that kind of uh, reaction inside a contained environment. You know, like Stormglow or Jacob's Ladder. There's a Stormglow outside of the Shackenzar, so I was like, wait, what? No, not a storm. Like, like those toys you get at Spencer's Gifts. A snow globe? A storm globe, a plasma globe. You know, oh, was, you yeah. make your hair yeah. static. Oh, okay. No, no, it has like little purple lightning going across it. You put your hand on it and stuff. Yeah. Just make your hair. Anyway, I want to have one of those. I had one, but then uh, some kid was over and broke it and I never got a replacement. Well, what's inside of them? Noble gases, I'm going to assume. Don't breathe it in. I remember you hear that. I think of like a cloud of like some kind of gas with like. A ro- like a robe with like a crown, like a scepter, noble gases. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and yeah, there were some deliberative secret projects in there that were on lockdown. Can I get my passcode for the one? It doesn't have any information. It just shows they're unlocked. That they're oh, like, it doesn't actually yeah. know. It's not blocking me from seeing it. Okay. Um, has there been any activity from them there since? Nope. Uh, the security guards were all called when the mind reset. Excellent. So I'm not gonna have to worry about that. I'm gonna have to worry about a lot of other shit. Alright, 61. All those other ones, no faith. You, you're different. <laughs> no, 60 is glorious, which is 55 through, you know, 54 through 59. They were awesome. 61, you have all their hopes and dreams riding on your shoulders. Oh my god. You're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that moth is huge. Right? Look at that. Oh, there's more than one. There's one over there, too. Oh, shit. How are we attracting so many moths? Uh, I don't know. Is there, like, a nest now? Oh, no. The cardboard. Are they eating the cardboard and multiplying? If we pull that cardboard off the window, will there be, like, a wall? Wow. Oh, shit. Did we just give them food? Do they eat cardboard? I don't fucking know. I'm going to pause and Google that. Actually, specifically, if you want to just release a moth without killing it, you're supposed to put them in heavy paper cardboard because they can't chew through it. So it can't be the cardboard, but there is a lot of them. At least two. It's a fair amount for the size. Anyway, uh, what do you want to do? Send 61 down to the uh, armory? Yes. All right, he... See, Nicola's fighting the This Pen is Steve instinct right now. The This Pen is Steve instinct, where you fucking love the things you make? Yes. All right, he heads out of this area and heads to the elevator in the daimyo's uh, room. There's, like, one behind one of the walls. And it goes deep under the manse, uh, where the dragon lines are that they've kind of redone. Like, it's probably where the domain actually is, that, that's been capped by the manse. And it's a large cave with an enormous uh, soul seal and jade door bolted into the wall. And, uh, you know, you go about opening it, it does this whole Fallout-style vault opening, and it's a giant cave complex inside. 
and there's like black light pulsing strobe effects coming from in there. Oh man, I don't like that. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> Took me sixty of them, but I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Feelings. Oh, she's got two, three years. The Countess is like adolescent at this point, and like going around biting things and people and peeing on places. As is her way. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Obviously, the, I'm gonna let her out. Yeah. So I'm trying to do this. Yeah. She just, <laughs> she just flies around and grabs birds and stuff. And like, oh, she can fly. Yeah. She flies around shockwave, killing a few million doves or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing me going to bed at night. I turn on the light. The bed is coated in dead doves, and she's just sitting there all looking proud of herself. Specifically, doves. You know, shockwaves, turbines hit a few clouds with them every once in a while. Yeah. A pa- passenger pigeons. Back when the United States was founded, passenger pigeons were so numerous that they would blot out the sky and take, like, an hour to migrate because there were huge, thick clouds of them, and they'd leave shit everywhere before, you know. <laughs> uh, and to the point where farmers would just pick up their rifle, fire a few shots into the cloud, and then their dog would retrieve, like, four or five dead birds, and that was dinner. And you'd do that every day and have meat. Which is crazy. So has probably hit a few a few million doves in the few years you've been here. <laughs> in their migration pattern, right into the turbine, spraying blood and feathers onto nearby villages. Lawgivers. <laughs> <laughs> like entire regions is empty. <laughs> to Wong May. God damn it. Alright, so I mean they can if they want to, they're legit. <laughs> sixty one goes aside the vault. Uh it's I don't know, probably as big as a football stadium. And it's just lined with um multi floors and like railings and like bookcase archive style design to it. And just large, like, presentation platforms and plinths with, like, just stuff on it. You know, uh, 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 an immaculately carved statue that's built to hold, like, a scepter. Yeah. Large frozen yasso crystals with gods and spirits in them. Um, oh. You know, just... And they're still there. Yeah, magic technological uh, devices of various stuff. You see some weather mantises. Weather mantises are, imagine a bunch of, like, aluminum tubes that are all, like, put together to look like a mantis, kind of, but, like, all in, like, squares and right angles, and they control the weather. It's used for localizing your villa if you're far away from, like, the the deliberative, less than aisle air conditioning system. It's neat. I like that. Yeah, they have them and look shy. 61 should also, this is going to be scary, but he should close the door after himself so nothing gets out. We don't know what's down here. This is going to be scary. (laughs) Alright, the vault seals behind him. I mean, wait, before he does it, it can open from the inside, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, if it could, then stuff could have gotten out anyways. And if it could, you could just send 62 in to save him. Right. Alright, you're gonna have to hang out in there for a week. We're gonna build another one of your brothers and send him in to get you out. <laughs> it's like the shittiest version of him with just an arm with like a hook on it <laughs> to like open the door, pull the hot handle. Father, when will you build me legs? Father, why don't you love me? Should, should I pause? Yeah. And we're back. All right, so there's a lot of stuff in here. Uh, crystal archives, machinery, artifice, die claves, armor. Uh, you know, it looks like some broken down war striders are in here on display, like war, war resources and artifacts, historical things. Uh, half-finished projects, uh, part of a skyship with a personal yacht. Why were these shut down here, though? It's just the personal vault for the administrator. Oh, okay. Like, whoever was ran the deliberative before, like, the Solars who ran the city probably used it as their personal, like, 
like where they store their safety deposit box. I thought this was um, where they put the too dangerous stuff that they didn't want to work on anymore, so I was like, what? Maybe. But they also stored their shit. Could you imagine if the Crown of Thunders was in here? Erotic. Could you imagine? I wish you hadn't said that, now I wish it was. Right? Alright. So where's that glowing pulsing coming from? Uh, the whole room is being illuminated by it, like a purple-black pulse. What, coming from anywhere? The whole room is being illuminated, like like a strobe light. <laughs> Anything? Any corpses? There should be at least one corpse, right? Oh shit, yeah, the daimyo should be down here dead. Not the daimyo, you said someone was down there. You didn't say it was the daimyo. It was the daimyo oh. in the book. Why did someone move his corpse? Which would be creepy. Or he ran up here trying to do something to prevent it. Sat down at his desk. Maybe he was trying to look for something. There could have been reasoning. I'm sure if you get a recording, it'll all make a lot more sense. But I totally jumped the gun on that. You had to go down to the vault to even find a way to get to the mine to shut off the security. But, whatevs. Alright, is there anything here that I don't recognize or is it weird? Enormous. It would take a long time to catalog all this with just one server. <laughs> um... Thinking what I want to do from here. Because, I mean, we have time. But we also kind of don't have time to have other shit I want to do. I've got places to be. Um, how, like, how big is this place? Football stadium. Right. That was too big. Is there any sign of um, like damage or anything that looks like it isn't where it should be? Or anything that looks like there should be something there and there isn't? Uh, so it looks like the dummy went through this whole place and started turning stuff on. What the fuck, man? The contagion was ravaging the city. He didn't really understand all this stuff. So he, he just started... came down and started flipping switches? Yup. He started turning everything on, hoping something was medical or something. What's this daimyo's name? Lost to the sands of time. No. <laughs> he lived here to pass me a record of his name. Alright, you have a record of his name. Good. I'm going to use that as a synonym for idiot from now on. He was desperate. The entire world was dying. Ah, you're flipping on magical shit you don't understand, man. Look what you did. Look kept, what you did. Kept Denonsar safe from looters until your inevitable return? Sounds like divine providence. And take his skull out here and rub his nose in it. <laughs> Optimus puts out a hand on your shoulder. Perhaps he received a vision from the lawgivers proclaiming the right course of action to shepherd this city as an ark towards the future so that you may reclaim it. And I want to believe that, but he's also just really dumb. <laughs> if he could read, he probably would have known what it was, too. He would have just gone around flipping all the switches. He could read. He was illiterate. He was a shogun at Daimyo. Could he read the language that the instructions were on? Probably. He lived in Denensor. But no, I didn't. Hear. Why would there be instructions? This stuff is arcane. There's it's no esoteric. Way. No, none Name of this stuff. Of what it is? Why would there be? It was someone's fucking toy trunk. Yes. Dude, this stuff is fucking inscrutable. But yeah, like a lot of this stuff is still running, too. Like what? Uh, a lot of this stuff is still on and running. Um, can we just like turn everything off that we find? Alright, there's a wild shaping engine that's still running. Turn that the fuck off! <laughs> you know, pull out its power and stuff yeah. and turn off the sorcery uh, runes. Like basically tracing hands across runes to power it down. Yeah. Alright, so that stopped running. Uh, there's a bunch of weather towers giving conflicting weather pattern, uh, like, outputs. Turn those off. 
There's a sleeper chamber that is set to freeze with nothing inside. I guess leave that alone? I mean, what if it's something that I can't see that's in there? I don't know. An invisible stalker. Some bullshit. In the second edition D&D book, the picture from the invisible stalker, it's they were like little portrait plates. Those left blank, and an artist got an art credit for it. It's beautiful. Right? The sleeper chamber reports there's nothing inside. Alright, I guess power it off. I mean... Alright. Um... There seems to be a bunch of miniature gates of auspicious passage technology running. You know, just a bunch of stargates pumping elsewhere and that shortcut between here and there that the gates run off of that, you know, make things go weird after a while. Turn that shit off too! I wonder if it's even one thing is doing this or if it's just because he flipped everything the fuck on and it's all trying to do its own thing. Literally, that's what did it. It says right in the book oh, that that's different artifice all working together causing a huge feedback loop. For Christ's sake, man! <laughs> so this is great because we have all this stuff. But, like, seriously, everything is labeled from now on. It probably already has been labeled. None of this shit's but, like, labeled. No, I don't mean this shit. I mean stuff I made. <laughs> like, Clear instructions for how your uh, murderers can use the gear they take from you? Yes, or, like, <laughs> in our house. So everything I make has, like, the name of what it is. Because if you know its name, you're probably going to know its general purpose, and not just going to be like, I wonder what this does, dur, dur, dur. There's a tree that has essence feeding into it and giving off light from its fruit, and the fruit itself is supposed to restore you to uh, the state a template planted at the base of the tree would be. What's the template? Uh, it looks like the template is some sort of dead Saurian creature, not a dragon king. So impersonate, they become like a monster dinosaur person. Would they even be alive? What? Is that how it works? Yeah, I just mutate them and try to fix them. Like nanites. Like the... They try to... Re- like, 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 yeah, the gas mask. This is exactly what the fruits do. They try to fix you back to his template. If you put, like, a human there, would it turn a human into a healthy human, or would it turn a human into that specific thing? Healthy human. Base template. Not specific. Okay. Because that's really cool. Don't turn that off. I mean, I don't even know if there's an off button. It's, like it's going to unplug it. Okay. Yeah, I guess plugging unplugging works really hard. <laughs> it unplugs the, the, the stand from the essence lines. It's really cool. I want, I want to investigate what that is, though. I mean, probably some big thing, like some primordial throwaway. Um, there is a large weapon system for a war strider that projects a uh, psychedelic field to like cause people to go crazy with visions. That right there, man. That in and of itself. Turn that shit off. Uh, there's a first response clairvoyant system. It's basically a statue of the maiden of secrets or the maiden of battle, and it basically like like it, its hands are out so that you can put your head in between her hands where she's standing and get visions of the future. Neat. Of like battle, basically. It's basically an alarm system, like a, like a priority first response system. That's just you know pumping out essence and visions out in, into the area. Yeah. Just turn all the shit off, man. It's all really cool. I'm glad that we have all of this now. So the entrance to the vault opens up onto, like, probably the third floor up, and there's, like, a basement ground level where the more dangerous stuff is, and that's what some of the stuff is. Um, at the back, uh, separated from everything else, is a large black uh, basalt and obsidian obelisk. It looks like it's made of volcanic rock and stuff, with, like, old runes carved into it. What language? Uh, old realm. That is old. That's the original language. But, um, 
dragon High holy speech is dragon king language. Old realm is the language of the gods. The gods were here first. Okay. And the primordials by extension. What does it say? Um, it's... Um, okay, so it roughly translates out to warning. No kings or heroes or great treasures are buried within. This thing is a wasting thing. It'll hurt you if you open it. Like, it's, it's written for idiots, basically, in, like, old realm. Uh, opening this thing will release a sickness upon your land that'll waste you away. Do not try to loot this. This is not a trick. We are not trying to trick you. There is no treasure to be here. It'll take ten generations of ten generations of ten generations of your children to scourge this if you open this cask. Tell your children's children to not come to this place. It is haunted. It is haunted by an affliction. An affliction of the of the land. Is it talking about Denisar, or is it just talking about this obelisk? The obelisk it? itself is obviously excavated from somewhere else. Oh shit, where the fuck is it excavated from? This is, or excavated from. This, this fucking dick that owns Denisar's vault, which isn't me, did they, like, take this and, like, release the fucking Great Contagion? Because that's what it sounds like. It's like, hey, don't fucking open this, guys, or everyone's gonna die. And then it's here, and everyone's dying. What did you do? So, like, there is a single word, or a symbol, or a hieroglyph, or a cuneiform, on a, a plate next to its research profile uh, that says origin. And like you and Shockwave and Optimus start going through linguistics because you guys, you guys know shit. And Shockwave and uh, uh, Optimus Solution get there before you. They're like, that's Autochthonian, and they start going through Autochthonian references, and especially with the updated dictionaries they've gotten from the new, from the the, the, the new lands. And they start going back. Origin, original, shining, land on the edge of the water, an island, a king that is coming, and the word that comes up uh, kind of condenses down into Zenmu, the first. Like, isn't the that... city the primordials built when they became independent things from the wild? The first. The original place, and then like, before creation. Yeah. Well, let me In the beginning. There was an ocean. That ocean was everything. And then out of that ocean crawled the first ones. The things that would become the primordials. And they were drowning in the ocean because they weren't part of it anymore. And so they made an, an island to stand on. A single point of refuge from that, that they could use to isolate themselves and their personalities and their, their own state of being away from everything that wasn't them. And this island was uh, a weathered and broken point of respite from everything else that had existed before. And it got bigger as more of them joined from the ocean. And among them was a king, a leader, different from the others. He was the leader because he had to be. There wasn't anyone else that, because he existed, he was the leader. <laughs> and because the land wasn't there, the land itself was alive. And because the land needed to be worked and turned into a home, there was someone there to do that. Because there needed to be a society among them, an order, someone had to be in charge, that showed up. And because they needed a way to orient themselves, the laws had to become there as well. And all one by one, the future started to appear, and time, and prophecy, and dreams, and creativity, they all slinked their way in. And the last of them, a hole, a void between all of them, curled its way out of the ocean and defined itself as other. And that was the last, and the la that last one was the dragon. And they all lived on this island, this miserable hunk of rock in a sea of nothing, and said, 
we exist beyond now. We exist beyond everything. We should be the focal point instead of uh, refugees in an island cast, cast across the sea. The sea should serve us. Liking their uh, thought process here. <laughs> and the leader was scared because it wasn't his idea. Because they all knew out of the corner of their eye, across this ocean, was a boat. This boat was built to serve, and it served one on it. And this was the true leader, the Empyrean king. And they dared not look at him or acknowledge him or talk about him, because the distance between that boat and the island was infinite. And if any single one of them would acknowledge that he existed, his dominion over them would become absolute, and he would have already been there, because he'd be in their, he would be inside their hearts, and therefore he would ward over them in person. And eventually the pressure of the island became too much, and he had already been there. And that original king was cast down among the rabble. And that king had a vision. A vision of a world where their own independence was served. But servant independence served him, because he was in charge of everything, forever. And that's when they left that moldy little island and built creation. And that's where the games of divinity started. And that's where Yushan was built on top of. And then from Yushan, they built an island, a smaller one, but they added plates onto it, added more infrastructure, added things to maintain their little home that ran the games, added things to feed the things they made, and other littler things to feed those. Uh, an entire chain of things, chain of slaves, moved all their way up to the, to the rulers, who moved all their way up to the one king, and then one day, it all fell apart, because one of two of them betrayed the others, and the things that fed the things that served them rose up and started murdering them, and they were sent to another place, a prison that they had built out of themselves. Every chain and, every chain and wall and collar they had forged from their own flesh and their own arrogance turned into slaves of their own bodies. And that's where the Yozis came from. But somewhere out there, in that sea of nothing that is the wild, which the wild wasn't before. It was something different before the Primordials came. And them existing turned that sea into the wild. Oh, that's what really blowing my mind. I didn't know that. Somewhere out there is that island, that miserable hunk of rock, where they all huddled together like sea-scoured sailors wrecked upon the shoals of nothing planning and waiting for a way to make the world serve them. And that's where this pillar came from. Why is the island so bad? Why is it saying that if you go there, everything will fall apart? It's kind of mute. You want to go there and take care, take control of it. The, the obelisk itself is cracked. Does that mean? It's cracked. It's open. It's damaged. Oh, that's not cool. What's inside the crack? You have the robot investigate. There's something lodged in there. What is it? Don't pull it out, but what is it? Can't tell. It's like it's in there. Praise flash shields. All right, so it reaches inside and gets a grip on it and starts pulling it out, scraping against like the the volcanic rock of the obelisk. And he pulls out a probably about the size of a dinner plate that's been like smashed on the ground, a broken jagged shard of glass that's made of absolute darkness, like something you see in Oblivion. Like, the point where it's draining light into it around you, and, like, you're seeing, like, like traces and streams of him, like, of the robot as it, like, moves the mirror around. Oh, man, don't... probably stop touching that. What would that be? It's so weird. It's so cool. Is it what broke the thing, then? So... Oh. Oh, but this is... 
your servitor has no way of identifying this. It has none of the tools. Yeah. Um, so if it turns off all the other stuff, though, does that mean it's safe to go in? No. The the field is still there. Whatever it is, um, it's still populating. When it comes from here, I mean, it is cracked. <laughs> so, um, so, like, everything else. He turns everything yeah. else off, and it's still happening. Yeah. So obviously this is a cause of it, then. Or, like, some other shit that I can't even think of. Do you want him to try to repair the obelisk? Yes, but I mean, like, what? Tools? Oh, yeah, okay. Put an essence shield around it? Put it in a containment bubble? Yeah, yeah. What do you want to do with the uh, mirror shirt? should probably also bubble that. I, w- I want to investigate both of these things, but, I mean, let's contain them and see if that stops the craziness. Contain them separately or in the same containment? Preferably separately. Okay, uh, as soon as you properly uh, secure, contain, and protect the obelisk, uh, the field goes away. Excellent. Still so want to bubble the shard, though? Sure. Because, like, I mean, it's draining in light. But, like, well, as soon as a bubble goes around it, the entire bubble goes pitch black, just because there's no light in there anymore. That is sweet. Um, okay. Good job, Majestic. And crew. Hooray for 62. 61. 61. Hey. Gonna make him one of your priests? Fuck yeah. Ha <laughs> You fucking earned it, buddy. Come to a long, noble line of <laughs> loyal... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Do you want to load all the footage of how they of their lives into him so he has like an encyclopedic knowledge of all the robot models? Yes. I don't want him to get depressed though. Why would he? He's alive and they all live inside of him. Okay, good. Okay, good. Re- rewards for everyone. Especially because uh sixty is also really cool, Okay, Denon is disarmed. Excellent. We will fly over. Yeah. Alright, Shockwave flies over and you guys are able to take the city. Hell yeah, we do. Shockwave, um, should we reactivate the security systems to keep leaders out? Yeah. And even if, um... I believe by interfacing with the Legion Mind, I'll be able to increase its efficiency. I've often thought of the Denon Source security network and how its mind could be improved. Um, I'm also thinking, though... I mean, I'm sure people have noticed us being around. You've been here for like three years. I mean, I'm me, so I'm assuming they know I'm going to fix it. It's not like we can trick them into thinking of crazy things. Yeah. No, it's not. Unless you were to investigate everything you need to go and put it back up. No. Uh, no. I do want to investigate that obelisk, but it also is like, don't investigate this. Come on, guy. And I'm like, but... You made it sound really cool to investigate it. I know, it is really cool. Right? Okay. 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 We're gonna, like... We're gonna just, like, draw a circle around the city. And just, like, pick everything up and move it to, like, close to one eight. So it'll be all the way over here. Like, you could, but you'd wreck the ley lines. Yeah, exactly. And that's an option. You just ruin all the geomancy and all the factory cathedrals would be rendered useless. And you'd have to basically build them from scratch. Alright. We will root all the things. Shockwave deploys an avatar silo. Yeah. Not, um... Hmm. I think she deploys a Colossus. Like, from the the, the, the directional titan, a basically uh, war satellite. Like, it looks like a, 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 you know, sorceress Mayan satellite made of star metal that orbits above uh, deploys down. It has, like, her monocle eye in the dish. And, like, long telescoping star metal drill-tipped tendrils started going down to the city and just start 
picking up golems and like the tentacles break apart into smaller machine hands and start repairing. And uh, yeah, she'll send an avatar down to start retrofitting parts of the city for a better defense system. Also, they can like turn into Might as well. They need a crew to maintain them. This place is so far away from where Ah, it's not that far. And I mean, we can move so quickly. It has its gate of suspicious passage is still here. Yeah, and we have one of those like in in Mone. We have one in Mone too. Yeah, you wanted to build one in Mone. Oh yeah, we totally it's there. Didn't we like use it to? I don't think you ever used it, but it's still there. No, I thought we like used it something 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 to call shockwave back. Oh yeah, I think you blew it up. Yeah. Uh, it's been a couple of years. You could have built a new one. I mean, I am me. I think there's there's probably a few. Well, the map though, has like wide range of like there's no one's yep. being near it. Yep. There's like no. There's no. probably a few here in Denisor because that's probably where they did design work for it. Like not finished, but in stages. Mm-hmm. Just trying to look around to see if there's anyone around here that's going to be uh, jerks about this. The only people who could threaten this place would be the realm or Lookshot. Lookshot is our buds. Right. Where is Lokshai even? Uh, oh, there it is. Yeah. I can never find him really. It's really close to the realm. Yeah, really close. I'm really close to the other side. And Thorns. Thorns can threaten us? Juggernaut sure can. Fair enough. But you're really close to 1A. <laughs> I mean, it's not the farthest to it. It's fairly close. It's really close to Mahasuchi's domain, too. Where's Mahasuchi's place? One, two, three. Three up, three right. From us? Denisor. Three up, one, two, three, and three right? Yeah. Oh, there it is. All those redoubts are look shy outposts where they keep a lot of their, like, tech and uh, military supplies. Men the Forsaken Sea. Watch out. Exalted names have a lot. Right? Anyway, you kind of have the run of the place while Shockwave and Awful Solution go through uh, securing the place for your rule. Excellent. I'm going to. I don't want to take apart the obelisk, but I do want to, like, look in that crack and see. The only thing that was in the crack uh, was the mirror itself. Uh, it looks like this entire obelisk was built around it. Like, the obelisk was, like, manufactured around that mirror shard. Hmm. Why was it cracked then? I uh, thought the mirror shard had broken it. Security footage shows that when the daimyo is activating stuff, uh, some of the waves of energy basically knocked stuff askew and smashed into the obelisk. Shit. And that just caused, like, this domino effect, right? Where it started broadcasting that signal everywhere. It was built to contain the shard, then. That's really weird. Like, is the shard actually what it was warning against? And the obelisk is just... But the obelisk was just a, a signal. Yeah, it's giving off a warning signal that was being mutated and propagated through the entire, like, two ten-mile region. Okay. But, like, yeah, if it was built around the shard, it sounds like the shard's actually the dangerous. Probably. Yeah. Which is neat. Okay. And the crack is just like, literally just a crack and a physical thing. Yeah. I was expecting to see, like, into something. No. Nope. <laughs> okay. There's no records of where this came from. Yeah. I mean, it came from there, right? But, like, how the fuck did it get here? Yeah, whatever solar ran in and uh, ran hollow. I wonder if that's why it's even such an advanced place. Like, I wonder if it's really neat. Really neat. I don't know where to go with this, though. That's really Do you weird. fuck with the mirror at all? Yes, because I'm not, not willing to. It's an energy field bigger than your own head. You're going to try and consume it. Right? Alright. Like, I'll take as many safety precautions as I can, but maybe I'll build, like, a proxy robot with lots of sensors. This is never going to be as good as me in person. Exactly. So. 
All right. The Mirror Shard. You do some time investigated. It's beyond any recognition you have of where it comes from. It seems primordial. It's it's a piece of something. Uh, if you pick it up and like look into it or like, like touch it, uh, it pulls essence out of you, like like motes, but it doesn't like drain it like a black hole. It seems to like go into the shard, uh, and your reflection in the shard, you can kind of see energy building up on the outs on. If the shard was like a two way mirror, it's building up energy on the opposite side and like releasing it out. That doesn't sound like something you want to happen. And there's like sm- there's like a smoky kind of gray. Uh, ashen cloud of fog in my ass and on the other side of the mirror shard. It doesn't actually reflect you. Well, I figured it didn't. It absorbs all light, so it couldn't reflect. <laughs> uh, do you want to keep pushing F- essence into it? No! Now it sounds like I'm fueling something really bad. Um, can I, like, put different types of essence in? It only accepts solar essence. Not even autochthonian? Nope. Or primordial, rather? It wouldn't be autochthonian. The, uh... <laughs> Um, oh, I, I guess the alchemicals don't give off elemental energy. They, they would give off actual autochthonian essence. But no, none of that. Solar only. Interesting. I don't want to just keep charging. That sounds like the dumbest thing you could do. Um, and people start using majestic meaning idiot instead of just dick. <laughs> but seriously, do you? No. Is it sharp? Kind of. Like essence sight and stuff like that doesn't really yield anything either. Big black splotch. So weird. Smoky, blah, blah, blah. blah. I don't know! It's really scary! Like, I don't know what's on the other side. It's all like smoky and shit. What does that even mean? And like, how can it even be smoky if it's absorbing all white? What happens if I, like, take something sharp and try to scratch it? Doesn't scratch. I'm not gonna keep trying. Like, I have stuff I care about, so I don't wanna just like destroy the world. I'm gonna destroy the world. The that would be super giant lame. scary art of obelisk says it is going to destroy the world. So you know. I'm gonna roll D20. <laughs> or D6. So normal D6 is a bit one. You just have trick dice, too. I don't even know where they came from. Okay. Even numbers, I do the thing. Odd numbers, I don't do the thing. Okay. Oh, well, it's out of my hands now. Did you roll it? Alright, if you charge with more essence, there are... You start to see traces of light on the other side. Uh, red kind of... Uh, red and black kind of burning... Uh, Line images, like like almost like uh, Tron lines tracing way in the background, almost like it's tracing out figures or structures. Does it look like it's tracing like the room I'm in? No. Hmm. So I'm remembering that story where like if you looked at it, then he was all of a sudden there, and I'm like, I don't want that to happen. I'm not actually sure who was who in that story. Uh, the the king across the the ocean was the Imperian Chaos, the Imperian Lord, who would later be known as Malthus. Okay, who's the other king? Uh, the Fallen King. Yeah. It's not really tracked in history. So weird. Though I think I know who he is. Uh, I think he ended up becoming a abhorrence of life the, the Neverborn. Alright. I want to take this somewhere else. I want to take this somewhere far, far away. 
But first I want to find my fucking workshop in this city, which I had almost forgotten was the reason I was I was going to remind you. So, okay, I will bubble this. I will investigate it at a later date. I'm going to keep an eye on it, though, so that it doesn't start doing shit when I have it in storage or something. But I'm going to go find my workshop. Oh, uh, actually, I think whatever was before, whatever king was before Malpheus who fell was called He Who Holds in Thrall. That's the Neverborn that became whatever that was. He Who Holds in Thrall. If you're interested in this sort of thing from the Abyssals, is the, the font of knowledge, the, the force, as it were, that the Mask of Winters draws his wisdom from. <laughs> it's an arcane and esoteric secret that... I think Void Within Without and um, the Topaz Lady, the dark force at the bottom of the world that whispered the knowledge of uh, Unlife to the, the Mask of Winters, was called He Who Holds in Thrall. Interesting. He was the king before there was kingdoms. He was dominion before there were slaves to serve. I kind of want to let Void take a look at this, actually. I mean, he's close by. Just send a courier skiff. But I also don't really trust them. But I mean, I trust him more than the other ones. Plus, I'm really curious. And he's smart. He'll probably like this stuff. And we'll be like, hey, boy, come check out this cool thing I found. Seriously? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to let him take it, obviously. But yeah. Are you just going to bring him here to Denisor? I mean, you already have a vault. I don't really see why not. All right. Shockwave sends him a skiff. It comes back later and voided from the phone as a board. He's just looking around the city. Hey. Majestic. You found something. Really old. Is that so? You've been... He's looking around like the golems marching in formation, the walls being rebuilt. Busy. Yes, and that was an entire adventure that was very fun. Emotions were in play. But under the city, I found something older. Older than everything. He kind of looks at you cockeyed. You should come take a look. He comes down with you to the vault. Yeah. He sees the pillar. Yeah. What is this? That, which I'm assuming you can read. Um, Origin? Huh. It looks autochthonian. Beginning? The end? The Majestic is sitting there looking expectant like, oh, I wonder if he's going to get it on his own. <laughs> the first time before? An origin before. Prologue. It means prologue of some sort. Can I, can I give him like the name? Like, do I like Zenmu? Yeah. That's mythical, even by our world standards. And inside it, he, he's just not looking at you. This. Just handling the mirror shard. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, maybe yeah. tongs. He probably won't touch it too much. <laughs> but what? He looks confused. Yeah. What really, like, is that? It a little bit. It was in there, and. Do you think it's from you? Maybe. And look at this. I'll like put a bit of essence in. Those tracing lines come back, but more, uh, there's, there's not more of them, but they're more defined, but they're, they're yeah. outlining things. And when you're both looking at it, uh, the perspective of the outline starts to shift and you kind of get this rough kind of shadowy outline of someone picking the mirror up from their perspective. Oh, oh. Uh, and it kind of shifts like up, like, like camera perspective, basically up to a, a, a humanoid head with hair, it looks like, almost. They're just being quickly traced up by those lines. 
but there is just a hole where the face is going nowhere, uh, with like eye impressions in the darkness, uh, and your cast symbol, but traced out in red, like voiding from without, uh, looking back. Ah! Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop. When you pull your finger away, it's still there. Now you can see the eye impressions and like face that's like sunken in, and there's not no face in there, but you see. Yeah, it's like looking at one without and looking back to you from the mirror shard, like it's changing the perspective. It hasn't done that before. It was cloudy, and then I he, uh, he gets his own pair of tongs out of yeah. from under his robe and just kind of puts it facing down on a table. And the other side's fine. Like the other side's matte. Oh, okay. I thought it was shiny. Oh, no, it's like an actual mirror was smashed up. So this is the matte side. It's a mirror reflect. Yeah. I didn't think that there would be that. Really terrifying. Very terrifying. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> this is so outside my area of expertise. I know one person who would know more about this than us, and it's pretty nearby in Thorns. Um, yeah, I showed that picture of a face without a face, of a head without a face, right? Probably. Let me pause, see if I can bring it up for you. Okay. Anyway, you look at it again? Pardon? You look at it, like, at the glass again you're saying? Yeah, I'm gonna, like, peek down at it, see if it's still... There's an outline of, a, of an empty face. Down. So, like, turn it off, like, face down. The problem is I can't not look at it now, because now I'm like, what is it gonna do? <laughs> is she gonna start crawling out of there? <laughs> alright, alright. Void of that was saying that he does know someone who knows a little bit more about this kind. I wouldn't want to bring it into Thorns, though, because that's his home base. Juggernaut there. I mean, if you need him to meet me elsewhere, I'd be willing to talk about it, but not sure how much the Majestic is lying. He thinks this guy would probably be really interested in this, but he doesn't want to bring it to Thorns. So, if the Mask of Winters would be, would be willing to meet on neutral or like whatever grounds without Juggernaut, then the Majestic would be willing to show him this and like talk about it. But also, the fact that he would be willing to do that proves that this is something important. So, just say. Your call. I mean, you could always just go to the Mask of Winter and ask him about it. I mean, you have Shockwave, Directional Titan. True. And I could like bring optimal solutions and stuff. If he does decide to go crazy on us, I mean, we probably go. I'm not really sure of the power balance of this guy. Like, I don't know how strong he is. If people seem like they're like, oh man, he's way too tough. He fully kicked the shit out of the Killer Queen Wanderer. But it's like, yeah, but I mean, it was a long time ago. and in a different system. They were, they're like just like kind of barged into place. I'm like being a guy, I want to see a neat trick. You want to see a dead body? All right. Somewhere else. I'm gonna move them. Somewhere where Boy doesn't know where I'm gonna move them to. Because now, now I'm. The mirror shard? Now I'm paranoid because I'm getting stolen. Alright. <laughs> Why not then do other stuff before you evolve the Masked Adventures? Yeah, totally. Okay. Shockwave is still retrofitting the city, doing her work. Optimal Solution is going about his work as well, burying the bodies, consecrating graves and stuff. 
going through records, making sure he like can get the names right so he can properly name and bury citizens and stuff. It is one of the more advanced factory cathedrals. Um, 30 floors of church. Like, big, vaulted ceilings. Stained glass everything. All five magical materials built on through it. It's built on a level five uh, domain manse. Um, It has subsidiary manses in the area fueling essence into it. It can hold over a couple thousand people working at once. It has Athenor facilities built around it. Uh, words cannot describe how vast of a industrial complex this fact cathedral is. It is, it is wholly devoted to worship. Uh, it is wholly devoted to the tenets of faith, dogma, and tools. <laughs> Manufacturing, praith, supplication, piety, and eventually reward. That's glorious. It's just the nature of factory cathedrals. Yeah, in the main uh, processing hall, where like the the solars would like be dirty in their hands building and stuff, uh, there is a large glass and uh, adamant sphere. There's a large adamant sphere etched with uh, old realm runes, and inside is an actual throbbing wild pocket. Uh, and there are large automated hands that can basically go in and pluck out materials as needed. Excellent. Uh, those hands are, ba- are seem to be large, scaled-up, prototypical versions of your hand of the Great Maker. So, prototypes are generally more powerful, but less. It looks like, you know, you used, you made it part of the factory cathedral first, then you just started to personalize and downscale it. Ah, excellent. Okay. Basically, with this thing running, this thing could go deep into that wild pocket and pull out materials as needed. Oh man! You're like taking the shard and like putting it under that tree, and then getting someone to eat one of the fruits and be like, "What happens now?" Who am I? You said. Who am I? Harry said to the knight, and the knight responded, "You are everything." Can't Good old Russian sleep experiment on you. Oh fuck! All right, all right, all right, all right. So I'm gonna look for records. Uh, this area, like, with the, the wild bubble and the most secure part of the manse, and the one that has, like, the most of it, like, the, the, the factory feature itself has towers that deploy upwards and rise to the sun and collect solar essence and magnify it and then, like, go down as cooling rods and stuff. Uh, in this central area where most of the solar essence is purified and fed into the project work, uh, there is a factory floor full of projects. Like, there are Warstrider frames here, actual skeletons of, like, not royal Warstriders, but, you know, um... Most one after common. Noble. There's like five noble frames here that are in various stages of completion. Uh, built out of one of each of the magical materials. Uh, there's a small one-person skyship fighter in the middle of the bay. Uh, that looks like it's been pulled apart and put back together again. And has like, um... It looks like it's being like, like, it was being worked on. And like various weapon systems and essence capacitors and stuff are being fitted onto it. That would make it way heavier than it should be. But it looks like work is being done to miniaturize. Further inspection of that fighter shows that it actually could shift into a war strider. Nice. Very nice. Like transformers. Uh, it was called Project Void Fighter. What shit is it called that? Yeah, it has autochthonian designations all over. Who was I working with? Yourself. This is your factory. Why was it so autochthonian? Like, didn't the top gun leave, like, way before that? Uh, this factory cathedral is it has too much in it to support an animated intelligence, so you don't have an auto-servant. But just going through your design notes, um, Project Void Fighter 
was a way to give a uh, lawgiver a basically base of operations, staging point, and excavation tool to punch through uh, whatever the uh, the firmament was and go not into the wild, but beyond the wild, into a void between the wild elsewhere and wherever a talk phone was. It looked like you were trying to get around the Seal of Eight Divinities and find it to Autophonia. Neat. Also, that's helpful because I can just store myself there. It's like a place is not anywhere. Really. Like, it's not elsewhere. It's something else. Like Designated the Void. What's that mean, bro? That's so weird. And I like it. I still can't... There was, you're like, it didn't used to be the wild? It's like, what do you mean it didn't used to be the wild? Like, I, I can't even conceive of what it would have been before that then. So if it wasn't the wild, that means it had to have been something. Uh, I see. Um, there's other stuff here, like smaller applications, uh, cybernetics, artifice, and plants in to your followers to make them, you know, more durable, you know, sorceress enhancements. Uh, it looks like stuff was brought out of the Genesis lab to be improved here, and just the stuff inside the time. Of course. Any research notes that are of interest? Uh, it looks like the Shogunate was rightfully through this place. Uh, and it's Dicks! Like, well, they'd had it for a few centuries. Yeah. So they rifled through this place and were like experimenting with all different, and tearing down your projects to try and understand how they were built and stuff, and weren't getting very far. So some of your research could have been pulled into other parts of the Shogunate for priority. It's like when you go back to your house after someone's broken in. They didn't really play with your factory cathedral a lot because they didn't have a. They weren't confident they could keep that wild pocket contained. <laughs> yeah. Any uh, secret areas that I would know about? You're getting flashes and echoes and memories of um, this place, and yeah, there there should be a um, there should be an extra there's an extra floor to this place, not any schematic because you folded it in afterwards. Nice. But it's only accessible at a certain station of the sun, so you have to wait. And when you do, uh, you're able to basically uh, go to your own personal quarters and take a lift that the lift basically overhangs, uh, like oversees the, the floor. So if it goes down, it would go down to nowhere. Like it doesn't have any options. So you go in and the doors close, it goes down. But if anyone's looking from outside, it looks really screwy because it just sort of slips down and then goes two dimensional under the overhanging apartment and it just disappears. Man. Glitching all over the place. Yeah, bug reports. Uh, yeah, this floor um, is a. I don't know, it's, it's probably a, the size of a garage um, and has one thing in the middle. It is a large sphere uh, that has like. Um, uh, that, that, that like opens up kind of like an onion or like a flower and like seals up all on all sides and has like a seat and there are various. Uh, it's far more sorcerous looking than magic tech. Like there are, are chakra uh, drills that would tap into the pilot. Um, there's essence alignment and two and, and large like tanks that would just be full of temples for like prayer to continuously be built. Um, fibers of star metal line that would come out of it and trail behind it, like a like a large kind of dandelion seed. Ooh, and this this whole place is filled with material built for working on this. Um. Sorry, I'm like sleepy now. I'm trying to like think of what I'm trying to say. Like, Let me pause. Yeah. And we're back. So yes, this this hidden uh, workshop in your factory. Okay. So this looks like some kind of shiv ship ship slash like life support on here. Uh, yes, there is archives about it. This was called Project Ark. 
It was a uh, replacement for Project Phylactery. And Project Phylactery is described pretty much in depth. It's that thing that was inside the Countess. Right. Which was, take the the memories and the kind of uh, decision-making points of every incarnation and loaded up cool cloth into the Phylactery so you always have uh, people to collaborate with of the same caliber as you. Now, Project Phylactery fails because it can't actually stop you from dying, nor can it bring you back after death. So, Project Arc was the solution. Uh, using Project Phylactery and Project Arc in tandem, what happens is the, the current incarnation of you goes into the Arc, and the Phylactery is loaded into it. They are then pushed beyond elsewhere into another um, parallel uh, uh, space that seems to exist like the Void layer, right? Kind of like the Void, but this calls it, uh, this labels it as Tesseract. Oh shit, what the fuck am I doing? I just fucked with that dick. Didn't I? That's that guy, right? Yeah. He's not gonna be happy about me being there. The trick is, though, is that once you're in there, the actual pod itself runs parallel to every moment of time happening. Hmm. So it basically makes it much harder to track you, and it makes it all that much harder to, uh, strike against you. Now, the obvious limitation of this is, if you're over there, you're not in creation. But I mean, we just spent this entire session proving that I can still be in one place with the things I know. Yeah. So the <laughs> idea was to make a sympathetic doll that would, um, once you left creation so totally that you would be completely off the grid, the doll itself would have a line connecting to the arc, like a life support line, and it would assume... The, the the destiny, fate, and reality of where you are when you're not here. So because there's a, there's a cord connected to the arc in Tesseract, you count as being here, and the doll is you. Like, if it bleed, if you cut it, it bleeds. It's not full of wires and stuff. It is you. But if the doll were to be destroyed, then the cord severs, winds back into, into the pod, and you're fine, and then you can just deploy another one. Now, when you say cord, there's no way to interact with the cord, though. This is what the project was all about, finding out, experimenting with different properties, materials, and different laws of reality. Like, you built this this workshop in a workshop that has a wild bubble so you can experiment with reality alteration. The crowning piece, the ketter, as it were, of this whole project was because you're in Tesseract, you can take actions in creation ahead of them happening. So a version of you that's ten years in the future, or whatever, should should be able to report down parallel streams of Tesseract that you've been ripped across and report to you ahead of time. Clairvoyance. Neat. About 80% success rate they're looking at. Depends on how it works. They don't have a lot of records of it because it got ripped out of creation when it ejected. Neat. Weird. Okay. The only problem they ran into is they're, they're intrinsic elsewhere. They're, a thin veneer of elsewhere is deployed around the pod when it's in Tesseract so that things can't get to it because elsewhere itself is kind of like a, a, a zero-sum game. Like, you can't really fuck with it. So you'd have to lower that shield enough to allow you to interact with other versions of yourself running in tandem. But that might weaken you to the natural uh, life forms that exist in Tesseract that would try to interfere with you. So um, if I have the shield up, the clairvoyance is low, but the other stuff is still fine? Yeah. Like, I can still be in creation and yeah, all that? Okay, so clairvoyance is neat, but it's not worth dying over. <laughs> yeah, the project was trying to find a perfect solution for every single problem here mm-hmm. to have absolute supremacy in creation. 
And if the pilot were to expire of age, but, you know, there there were countermeasures put in place, like, you know, t- stealing celestial wine, stealing peaches of uh, immortality ahead of time. Will it actually make you immortal? What are, they, what are peaches of immortality? They wind back your age by a couple thousand years. Okay. If you're not a celestial, they just reset you to the height to the absolute perfect adult state. Yeah. Every time. So the idea was, you know, have a stockpile of those. But if the pilot were to eventually expire, they would get loaded into Tesseract, and then the, the puppet could basically drone search for the next incarnation, walk onto it, pull the vessel back in, and they could load back in. Good to go. And it is still my mind, which is the most important part of me, even though it's not like the original me. What do you mean it's not the original you? Like if the body dies. My actual body in the car dies. Oh, uh, the, the doll acts on, like, autonomous. It's not you. The doll goes on autopilot. It might not even look like you. It might actually look like a wooden doll. And it would just, like, hide and wait for you to reincarnate and then find you and be like, here's your info. Oh, oh, right. And then right. just pull the plug back in. Reincarnation, duh. Yeah. Duh. Cha. This also still sounds like bullshit. I just need to, like, be a, I just need to be a mortal as well. The project was originally shelved because there were, there were way too many variables to account for, and a simpler solution was proposed. Um, project, uh, what was it called? The, the third and final stage of the immortality stuff you were working towards uh, was, what, what would be the name of it? Uh, project Game Master. So the theory, which is here in this lab, this is basically the only copy is, is that making yourself part of Luma Faith, what the Flactory wanted to do was garbage. Living outside of creation and using a drone, also garbage. The best way to ensure that you're always part of creation is to be a part of creation that can never die. And the part of creation that is the most secure, most protected, and most coveted is the games of divinity. Yeah, here we go. So Project Game Master was to devise a device that would you'd be able to go into the games of divinity load it in, and it would load your current incarnation and ex- exaltation stuff into the games and basically lock you in as a fact. And give you uh, autonomous control over how the games ran and the players involved. Oh, man. So, you know, it is a proven fact that playing games influences how people act and how people think. And so this theory scales it up to the regular players of the games of Divinity. All of this is hidden in, like, layers and layers of technical schematics and parables and talking around the issue. Of course. It is It is so heretical. Oh, man. Okay. It even has a plan. The games of Divinity spin down and go into a recharge cycle during calibration. Exactly. And the Unconquered Sun just hangs out, you know, around you, Sean, with people at the party. And everyone's allowed in you, Sean, during calibration. Okay. You never die. The exaltation will never fly off. You essentially be the one directing the games. And by extension, players. Project Game Master. From a fact of the university. A lot of notes uh, point out that it would need uh, research, that, that to accomplish this, it would need heavy research into primordial designs, because the games of Divinity were built by primordials. Uh, and yeah, the, the, the kind of last scratch papers uh, make mention of uh, primordial history. Especially considering their origin, where they come from. A uh, sort of dossier on the origin of species for the primordials. They have that. Which should explain where that obelisk came from. Looks like someone looted their lab and took it and put it into uh, the archive, or might have been confiscated. From my lab? Yeah. Where the fuck did I get that? Right? 
<laughs> or worst case scenario, someone found it, brought it to Denisor, and then you decide to set up shop in Denisor to get close to it. <laughs> Schmooze with the with the plebs, the yeah. other plebs solar crafters. Project Dark is fairly well along. You spend a few years on it, maybe get Shockwave to help. You could probably perfect the the serious imperfections. Sorry, which project do you use? Arc. Arc. I thought you said Dark. And I was like, I'm not soon. Yeah, that one sounds like good anyways. Especially if it's short term. Well, by short term, it's like thousands of years. But, you know, short term. Solar's lived like 3,000 years, and this will keep you in pretty peak condition. Alright. I also want to meet with, uh, that guy, Thorns. The Mask of Winters? Yes. But I don't think I can do that right now. I mean, we could. I'm sleepy. I'm not going to be at my top game, and I need to be at my top game to talk to this deck. Nah, you'll have to do it during, uh, during game with the other players. No, that. You can ask a bleak questions rather than show him the mirror. Hmm? Well, I'm not going to bring the fucking mirror to him. I'm going to, like, describe it. And, like, goblis. Bring the obelisk to him. That makes people go crazy. No, it doesn't. You can fix that. Oh, it only does that if it's like with all the other shit. Yeah, it was it was a cascade of things. Right. Being around it makes people uncomfortable, and that's just the natural effect of the material it's made of and the way it's been carved. Yeah. It, it uses angles that don't exist in creation because that's not part of Ga- Gaia. Yeah, so yeah, I can bring in that, and I can describe the mirror, but I'm not going to bring the mirror with me. All right. Like literally, I I want to do this not with other people. Because I trust everyone else not to fuck it up. Uh, plus also, I don't really want to know about it. And plus also, they don't want to go near Thorns. Like, they just refuse. But, like, there's no way I can do that one too soon. After work at 6am, so... I mean, Friday's a day off. No, it's not. For me, it is. Good for you, guys. Help me, Andy. When you come <laughs> back from work on Friday, you know, at 5... You could add that on to the session, or it might just happen in game where you'd have to, you know, break away from the party to go to Thorns. I mean, what if while you're playing they want to kill the Mask of Winters and you lose that tether? I guess during this 15 years, trapped. 10. Yeah. Oh, shit, we didn't get to the Countess stuff either. We're going to have to add the Friday session. That makes sense. All right, the Friday session. Yeah. All right, I'm going to pause here then and just upload the files. Okay. All right, Friday session. So when they hear my voice next, they'll probably hear me be like, Oh, it's Devin, and this is the Friday session. Hello, listeners. This is Devin here. Probably well past midnight on another day, a little bit further off from when the rest of the session was recorded, actually. Um, so there were some technical issues, and the other half of this session never really got produced in the, the right way. So I'm just uh, making this part here as a fill-in. Uh, so, um... Basically, here's what you need to know what happened. Um, the Countess, you know, the Dragon King that uh, the Majestic had way back in Season 1 that ended up uh, committing an elaborate suicide. She's back, fully grown, and now she is uh, basically in charge of most of Juan May's delegation and running and operations when the solar's not when the circle's not there. She's basically taken over her usual place as being a sycophantic sub-ruler. Uh, the Majestic and Shockwave are working on finding the finding some way to get to Zenmu to understand more of it, get a better handle on uh, what primordial designed things look like, and they figure Zenmu would be a prime target. Uh, so using that obelisk and lore, they're trying to find a way to see where this this mystical land is, and 
knowing what I know now, because multiple episodes have been recorded after this episode, uh, that'll actually come up in game uh, a bit of a ways away. Uh, the Magician completed her uh, his uh, doppelganger project and has ensconced himself in a perfect safety device. So the Majestic that's in-game is the Majestic, but the moment that he would take enough damage to die, turns out it's a Doom bot all along, and then another one takes over somewhere else uh, in a workshop somewhere. Uh, just like that charm from 3rd Edition Exalted. Uh, as for the mirror, Majestic's still taking a look at it, still figuring it out, still thinking of where to go with that, and that'll all probably come up in-game. Uh, sorry there's not a more satisfying conclusion, but these things happen. This is uh this is Devin signing off.